Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to find a written version of the roundup that has links to all of these stories. Let's go to our first one of the week. Monkeypox cases decline, but caution needed. NMAC updated us on the latest monkeypox news, including the overall decline in cases in the U.S. that's been observed over the past several weeks. However, they warn that cases are still rising in some areas, and the demand for the vaccine has declined, which could be due to the lower numbers or the you know lower media attention, or maybe the fact that there's less social events going on during this time of year. But anyway, you know, never a great thing to see the vaccine numbers going down. Um, they also talk about new efforts that are being done to take a more targeted approach, um, looking especially for Black and Latinx sexual minority men who are not yet vaccinated, given that this is the population that's so far been at highest risk. To that end, the update also included some information about the emerging research involving these disparities um, that continues to come out. Next up, gay and bi men have mixed response on monkeypox. Staying on that same subject, Pew Research Center published research finding that gay and bisexual men were cooler to the government's efforts to address the monkeypox epidemic than were the general public. Only 34% of gay and bisexual men thought that the government had done a good or excellent job so far, compared to 49% who said that their response was fair or poor. Sexual minority men were more likely to have an opinion one way or the other um, compared to the general public, which were more likely to say that they weren't sure. Um, and this makes sense because the survey also found that gay and lesbian adults had said that they heard a great deal or quite a bit about monkeypox at a higher rate than straight adults. Um, 40% of gay and lesbian adults said that they had heard a great deal or quite a bit. Only 29% of straight adults said the same thing. So I think that that last part is probably a, you know, a good thing that um, you know the LGBT community is more tuned into this since it has impacted us disproportionately. Um, but the fact that, you know, there's kind of a, a not so great opinion of the response so far um, is definitely concerning. And now our next story, online hate puts pressure on care. Vice reported on the rise of false and misleading attacks on social media against health centers that provide gender affirming care. They point to examples in Ohio and Tennessee of hospitals quickly removing all references from their websites about their gender-affirming care programs after they were subjected to hostile online attacks by people who are not in favor of this care being available. Even a hospital in LGBT-friendly Chicago had to cancel some of their transgender support services due to security risks um, after you know, folks started spreading information about this online. Advocates say that hiding information on gender-affirming care, while, you know, maybe understandable from hospitals that are getting um, attacked on social media, is going to cause problems of its own um, because gender-affirming care is already so difficult to find. And I think this is especially true, you know, in rural areas and other areas without a lot of LGBT resources. Um, it's, it's really difficult to find this kind of care. And, you know, most people are going to go online, look on the websites, and see what they can find. That's how, um, you know, people often find out about care, especially when they may not feel comfortable going to their primary care doctor or their primary care doctor doesn't know or doesn't want to talk about it. So definitely a concerning trend here to keep an eye on. Next up, exploring bi-stigma and its impacts. 
The New York Times published an interactive story um, on stigma facing bisexual individuals, um, both within and outside of the LGBT community, and how living in this quote-unquote double closet takes a toll on the mental health of this population. Research has revealed that a major source of stress is what they call identity invalidation, which is when others, um, you know, express their belief that bisexual identities don't really exist. This is also, I think, called by invisibility, by erasure. Um, we have a lot of terms for this, and I think it's pretty well known um, that this definitely exists and is, is really prominent within LGBT uh, circles as well as outside. One strategy for overcoming these challenges, um, the article notes, is to build a community that includes other bisexual individuals. They point out the Bisexual Resource Center, which has um, an online kind of database of different support groups um, that people can join. Also, many of these are offered at local LGBT centers, so don't forget that you can go to uh, lgbtcenters.org if you want to find local resources in your area that might be able to provide um, a source of community and um, just able to share in your identity and not have this kind of uh, stigma and judgment and erasure that is um, too present in the rest of society. Next up, National Gay Men's HIV Awareness Day observed. The CDC marked September 27th as National Gay Men's HIV Awareness Day, including through releasing social media posts and campaign materials in both English and Spanish. Some of the key messages for this year included the importance of using PrEP as a prevention option. We know that this is uh, often recommended to sexually active gay and bisexual men. Um, also using their National Testing and Prevention Services Locator, which is a pretty cool tool. And also understanding the concept of undetectable equals untransmittable. Uh, this is the idea that if you have an undetectable viral load, um, you're not going to be transmitting um, HIV to other people, um, which is a really important message to help reduce the stigma that people living with HIV often face. Um, so some really, uh, you know, important messages um, coming out of this day, as well as just a reminder about how, um, you know, big of an impact HIV has uh, among gay and other sexual minority men. And on that same topic, we're going to come to our last story of the week, HIV vaccine research progresses. Nature published research that helps us um, get one step closer to maybe finding an HIV vaccine. Researchers explained some about their recent study, which personally for me, way over my head in terms of the science here, um, but I do have a link here um, in, the, uh, in the web version of this roundup to a, a slightly simplified version where they explained it for um, lay people such as me and perhaps you. Um, basically, they, they looked at a study um, of doing a seven-shot um, regimen over 12 days, and um, this was done among monkeys, and they found that this was um, an effective way of building up antibodies um, versus, you know, having one shot all at once or even doing a shot and then a booster. Um, they found interrupted the natural process that the body was taking. So definitely some interesting stuff happening here. Um, they also talk a little bit in the press release about something that I think is really important, which is even if this works, really hard to administer a seven shot um, program over 12 days, you know, especially for people who um, live in, in a rural area who are who are low income, who can't take seven days um, off for uh, for sick leave over the course of 12 days to get this done or who don't have transportation, um, who may face stigma going in to get an HIV vaccine. So definitely really interesting research, but just a reminder about how many barriers there are to overcome to actually make something like this work, even if the science is there. 
Well, that concludes another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to read the written version and check out the links to all of those stories. And don't forget to tune in next week for another edition of our podcast.